Fitbit, 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 Fitbit. people and welcome to a special episode of the noble dreams podcast in which well the title of this is sister to brother to brother and last summer this summer whatever 2019 august my sister and my brother and i which comprise all of the siblings in my family got together at my parents house in vermont and we were going to do some sort of podcast recording and then my sister had to leave before that happened. So I asked her if she might want to send my brother Lucas and I some questions that we could answer for her if she was curious about anything or had some prompts that might be interesting topics of discussion. And so she did that, and so we sat down and answered those questions. And that is going to be uh, part two. Here in part one, it's mostly just my brother and I sitting out in the uh, warm August night with the crickets cricketing and talking about various things, mostly about our childhoods and things of that nature. And I will say that if you are driving, this might not be the best episode to listen to because my brother and I are both blessed and with these sort of sleepy time voices. So it, it and because the crickets are going, it's a pretty low key. It's a pretty low-key episode, so it might be it might be better suited to lying in bed or something along those lines. But if you're operating heavy machinery, you don't want to nod off, probably. So just keep that in mind. And so, yeah. Other thing is, there's a fair amount of microphone noise in this episode. Um, clink, clunk, 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 clunk kind of noises. And uh, I couldn't hear those when they were happening. And so... And there's really nothing I can do about those in post. So uh, for those of you who are super sound sensitive, myself included, I, my, my, I, you know, my feelings go out to you. I know it can be tough if you're distracted by that kind of thing. And I, and I just can't do anything about it at this point, unfortunately. And what else? Yeah, I really enjoyed doing this. My brother is, well, he's very open when... You actually ask him stuff, but he doesn't always tend to volunteer a lot. I think we're similar in that way. And he can be a, a bit of an enigma sometimes. And I really enjoy every time that I learn more and more about him. And so doing this was a, a really good uh, experience. And I hope I hope that you get something from it as well. Family relations are endlessly fascinating and frustrating and all the things, as I guess we all know. In other news, yeah, please, uh, please continue to send in your stories i hope you've been enjoying the ones that people have been sharing those can be sent into noble dreams pod at gmail.com noble dreams pod at gmail.com and please tell your friends and enemies and acquaintances and co-workers about the podcast because my reach is limited as far as uh, who I can share it with, and I think it's more effective when it comes from someone else's voice, honestly. And so please, 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 if you think 
of people in your life that might get something from listening to the show, please share it with them. It's uh, such a blast, such a blast to, to be able to do that and to be able to share this with people. And I really hope it's making an impact on people's lives. I know it certainly is on mine and some of the people that have gotten back to me. Always open to feedback about the show and how it's landing with you and what it's what it's bringing into your life. And yeah, so keep contributing your own stories, songs, poems, whatever else, thoughts, musings, music. And uh, then there's an Instagram account at Noah Days Noble Nights, Noah Days Noble Nights, uh, where I can put some more pictures up. And finally, there is a tip jar feature in the show notes. And that is the way that you can give a one-time or recurring donation to the show, which is incredibly helpful and is received with incredible gratitude. And thank you so much to all of those people out there who have recently donated to the show. It is a blessing and more than I can express how grateful I am uh, for that for that contribution. It makes a huge difference, especially because as I've been sick, it's been hard to uh, work a whole lot. So any financial contributions to help keep the show going are incredibly gratefully received. This podcast was recorded in August, so I was just dealing with the first stages of being sick for quite a while, which I'm still dealing with, and... Um, I don't know. There's not too much to say about that. It's just kind of interesting looking back and not having a sense of what was going on other than feeling it. All right. Well, great. Thank you to my family for being a part of the podcast and supporting it. And for all of you who are, and I uh, sending my love out to all of you. And uh, yeah, I'm going to let this dog out. Okay, folks. <laughs> yeah, we're recording now. We're live. This is your tr- trusty host, Noble, speaking. Sitting here with. Now I fill in the blank. <laughs> oh, that's my cue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hello, my name is Lucas. I'm Noah's older brother. Of we four years. We are sitting on a bench, which is made from some sort of old wagon. Very, very old. It has round iron wheels. Well, the actual spokes and everything are made of wood. I once joked that it was a um, prime example of the transition between the wood and the Iron Age. Mm. Um, people will talk a lot about the stone, bronze, and Iron Ages, but the wood age doesn't get it yeah, to do. Not enough. <laughs> One of my favorite ages, to be honest. The antique wagon on our... Uh family land where we grew up yes top of a hill on top of a hill in vermont and you can hear hopefully to some degree the insects chiming us on it's a beautiful evening the sun has gone down there are some clouds above the horizon and a few stars have begun to emerge and how are you feeling tonight lucas i'm feeling pretty well yeah it's always Mostly nice to visit home and spend time with the family. And I just, I love being on this property and drinking the water here. It's very special. Mm-hmm. 
I heard somewhere that like the water that you drink during your formative years has a special a special power or a special quality for your health. So um, we have a natural fed spring out here. And yeah, we moved out here when I was two or three. So I've been drinking this water a lot of my life. Oh, I forgot that you did not start out here. You started out where in Southern, uh, not Southern California, South Carolina. Is that true? Um, I was born in this area uh, in Randolph, Vermont, and we lived here in in our hometown for a while, and then we left for I'm not sure how long exactly, but around a year, and lived in South Carolina uh, near Folly Beach while my mother took uh, classes in nursing nursing school. Do you have any memories from that time? I actually have a few memories uh, of that time, and it's memory is a, a slippery thing. It's a, a malleable thing. So I wonder how pure the memories are that I have, or if they were formed from stories that I heard of that time. But I do have a few distinct memories of South Carolina when I was about two years old. And one of them is riding on a bicycle on the beach with my father and he had duct taped these little uh, footholds so that a kid could sit on the seat with him and uh, ride on the bike and we would ride on the beach and stop and pick up sand dollars and put them in a bread bag, a plastic bag that once held bread. Uh, I remember that and I also remember playing uh, Legos with our cousin uh, Gabriel, who used to live in the same area. And he was a bit older than me, three or four years, but I do remember hanging out with him uh, and our parents and going to the beach and stuff. That's pretty cool. Well, I, I have a memory of one of Dad's bikes had also duct taped like some foam or something to the crossbar. And I don't remember there being foot, pet, foot places, but I remember just having to sit on that crossbar and like if you think about the way that's oriented it wasn't really very comfortable at all and always have that that's a vague memory i haven't thought of in a very long time but always thinking like why do i have to ride on this stupid thing it's like the worst i liked <laughs> riding with him but uh yeah i believe this was a similar old technology but I think that this bicycle had one of those long seats. Oh, like a banana seat? Like a banana seat. Yeah. So I could actually perch on the front, and then the the piece of wood duct taped was on the crossbar, so I could put my feet on that uh, and kind of snuggle back into his crotch. You know, that doesn't sound great. To his belly. Yeah, to his belly. He was pretty thin back then. Yeah. Um, I... I have a couple other memories of that, uh, or just funny stories about that time. One was that my father worked at a restaurant, like right on the beach. And uh, do you remember, uh, I think it was in 1990, there was a big hurricane, Hurricane Hugo, that came through and it wrecked the, the coast of South Carolina. And I recall that we had a magazine that showed the damage and he was flipping through it and he saw the old restaurant that he used to work at and it had gotten totally destroyed and he was really happy because the owners were not nice to him you know he was just like yes (laughs) 
uh, not to like revel in someone else's um, pain, but he was just like, oh, those guys had it coming. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just realized that I've had these headphones on the whole time and they weren't even plugged Oh, you were wearing them, but you can't hear. Yeah, yeah I don't even, we're checking the levels just visually. <laughs> I am currently under the spell of some sort of virus or something that for the last eight or ten days has left me even closer to useless than I usually reside in that in the space of towards uselessness. Uh, so anyways, hopefully there's not a lot of noise or anything because Lord knows I didn't hear it. Yeah, I mean, you have spurts of usefulness. That's I've true, noticed. that's true. You're still doing things. I know, I can still do stuff. It's just, uh, I can only do, yeah, spurts, exactly. I get excited to do something and then two seconds later I'm like, oh. It's, it's just the only thing is just being a little off. I can do all the things just... As soon as after, like afternoon rolls around, I'm like shut down, mm. which is um, just interesting challenge. You know, not the worst thing that people deal with, not the worst thing I've dealt with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but mostly we've lived here our whole life. Uh, I mean, I left after during college. I left. I went to somewhere else for college, and I haven't lived here so much since then a couple of stints a few months at a time um and i know you yourself left for a while years and have come back around and been staying around here the last couple of years some more um yeah we're we are our family land is very special to us we have 20 acres here and our parents took this really tiny old cabin with no plumbing and turned it into a beautiful homestead. Into a slightly larger cabin with a, no plumbing. Into a slightly larger cabin with, you know, decent plumbing. Some plumbing. Some plumbing. <laughs> I mean, it was an outhouse when I was really young, and then it was a Clivus Multrum. I don't know if anyone's heard of that, but it's basically a indoor outhouse. Well, it's a composting it's toilet. It's a composting yeah. toilet that somehow does not stink up your whole house. I don't know the whole technology, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember that thing stinking. I remember being kind of scared of it because it, it, when I was, you know, the age that that thing was still around, the drop seemed like 100 feet. Yeah. So I was always afraid, like, one false move, and I was just destined to fall into the abyss. Uh, well, it was scary. We used to pee into a yogurt container and then pour it in so that we wouldn't have to get too close to it. Uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember very clearly... One time, there was a, uh, it had like a, a toy that went in the, um, I'm trying to figure out whose cord is making noise. I don't know if it's yours or mine, it's probably mine. Um, it's really hard to not have that happen. Um, it was like a wind-up fish toy that would go in the bathtub. And the bath, the Clivus compost in the toilet was at the end of the bathtub. And I remember you were in the bathtub and I was on the, <laughs> I was sitting on the, on the, toilet and i was like lucas tossed me that fish <laughs> and he did and it just dropped straight between my legs and i was like completely crestfallen into the abyss yeah and then dad had to go and like once everything was composted or whatever he'd yeah. he had some system they'd go down the basement and shovel it all out once a like, year they'd take everything out in buckets and yeah um, yeah it was a wind-up fish because i remember a similar story with a, um, it was like a plastic professional wrestler, like a, a stretchy wrestler toy. 
Oh, um, that flu. Stretch Armstrong. Uh, was yeah, that his it, name? We didn't have one of those. It was like. Wait, no. What was his name? It was like a mock-up of some wrestler from the eighties. You know, some toy. And oh, I remember we used it so really, well. But let me see if I can remember We used to really enjoy playing with that in the bathtub, and uh, that thing <laughs> hurtled into the Clivus <laughs> Multrum at one point. And I, I, I can't remember. Like he might have gotten it out. Like it, it was such a big deal to us. Well, I remember asking. I was like, Dad, when you when you like empty the thing, will you please look for my fish? And he's like, Yeah, no, I'll totally look for that fish. Like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> What was the name of that? I remember the stretchy guy though. Dad would know in a yeah, he heartbeat. Would know. It's some wrestler. Oh my god! But not like a well-known no, one either. No. Oh, the bo- uh, the body crab. Does that sound? Well, Buster uh, the body Buster crab was a different was a different toy. Was a different thing. Uh, anyways, I I can remember those set of toys from that era. Very few of them. Yeah, for some reason, our father um, used to really enjoy watching old wrestling matches when he was a kid and he he like carried that over to us even though we had no frame of reference i mean we occasionally had a couple of television channels but it was a rarity yeah and now that youtube exists and he knows how to use a computer um good chunk of his time is now spent watching old wrestling videos mm-hmm. from the 70s and yeah. 80s on youtube because yeah. now there's like a complete treasure trove yeah. endless endless vintage baseball highlights and uh, and obscure chicago style blues artists yep and videos about current politics i don't know if you know that one he's sort of weirdly obsessed with watching videos about like like i don't even know what they are i i i it's it's his thing (laughs) (laughs) He, he like loves listening to things that he it seems like that he doesn't really like he listened to like Fox News, even though he's not. Um, huh. As like a character study and like yeah, I, what's I going know. on. I don't know. Have to ask. People's That's minds. A, I have to get him on someday. I'll get his his take on that. Mm. Um, but he does seem to spend like in the mornings. He'll just hear like just clips from news, which you wouldn't. I don't know. I think he's dad's kind of surprising. I would. I'm always surprised at things that he's interested in. I'm like I would think that'd be the last thing that he would tune into. Instead, he's like always up on all his, you know, you hear like mm-hmm. James Comey, you listen to Mueller report and blah, blah, all this stuff. He's like following it all. Yeah. Which, which I don't. I don't either. <laughs> uh, um, what, are, what are some of your other favorite memories from, from gr- growing up here and how, like, when it was back in the day when it was f- a little funkier than it is now? I mean, at this point, just to catch people up, it's like, you know, a, f- a funky house, but it's. It's like uh, got character, but it's got plumbing and it's got solar electricity and it's comfy. You know, people More come bedrooms. And do Airbnb in it and stuff. But when we were kids, it was all plywood floors and uh, propane lights on the walls. Oh yeah, the propane lights. Yeah, what a fire hazard! It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. place never burnt down. <laughs> yeah, between that and the wood stove full of creosote. Yeah, and the fact that we lit all the we were doing all that stuff from an early age. It wasn't like, oh, come get the grown-ups to light the lights. It was like, here's how you do it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't blow yourself up. Yeah, and when you live out and when you live in Vermont in the winter, there's like you have to learn how to light a fire fast. You know, you get home from a social event or a family vacation or something, and the house is ice cold. So it's like whoever 
can do it. Like, yeah, turn on the lights with matches and the that little crank and the we used to have a stool, you know, so we could reach them and get the wood stove cranking as fast as possible. Yeah. I liked, we had like a network of, there's there were some old sheds, three of them in a row, all very different architecture. Um, I guess whoever's hunting camp this was must have had a lot of stuff. And we used to have like one, one board came from the hillside across to one of them and then there was another board across to the next one and then the last one you could either sort of jump over or there was a swing a, a rope a rope yeah and we used to spend so much time yeah. just like and they're pretty high up and like i remember as a kid they seemed incredibly high and like every time walking like from the hill out to that first one being like whoa and, then, and, like, and the, the far side of the far one's really steep and you know it's like a huge drop to me as a, as a small child I guess I don't know. Yeah, we had um, we had some dangerous games. That was kind of like our ninja obstacle course uh, and rooftop fortress. Like we had so many different um, imaginary games up in on those rooftops. And then we started to get a little heavier, and they started to rot out a little more. And but yeah, the swing it was definitely some risky risky business. In the fall too, we'd we'd pile up as many leaves as we could, and we'd leap off of these tall tall sheds and into the leaf piles. And we were pretty indestructible at that age, though. Indestructive. I remember. Indestructive. Yeah. We had a TV, a television that had. I don't know if it's the one from here that blew out or mm. came from somewhere else. We found it somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, and just it was old. Got the go ahead to just go to town on it. And there was, we just smashed it with bats and stuff and sledgehammer. And then there was just pieces of elect, little electronic bits for years. Is <laughs> my yeah, memory. Well, myself, I was curious about what was inside of these electronic things. So that, that television had a very, very thick screen, like a one or two or three inches of glass. It took a lot for us kids to break it apart. It kept us occupied. My other favorite thing was having, like, going on snake tours. Always had, like, um, mm-hmm. several dis- different pieces of plywood throughout the field. We'd just go up and see who was hanging out under each one, try right. to catch them. And then there was an old pickup truck that was parked after it was done working. <laughs> Born to Rust. It was called right? Born to Rust, yep. And that thing was always full of snakes and bees, <laughs> to my yeah. memory. Bees and snakes and mice. Yeah, going in there was like a t- super big adventure, a very dangerous endeavor. It was, uh, well, because, I mean, my closest friend, when Andy moved, when I was a kid kid, I guess Simon moved two, two miles away downhill. So it's not like we had easy access to friends. I mean, we got, a, you know, our parents drove us around and stuff, but... Yeah, this was a pretty isolated existence. Eventually, yeah, we'd bike bike around the, our hometown a bit. I mean, when I was growing up, too, my closest friend like didn't really exist. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had a couple where like I had a couple good friends when I was like five or six or something. Like, you know, you try it out for a while, but um, there wasn't a good match for me until much later. So having a little brother was kind of like the ultimate um, companion. 
once uh, you got old enough to like talk and do things. Um, so yeah, we used to do all kinds of stuff, running around the stream and fishing and playing in the pond. We had that little tiny oh, yeah. pond. That was really fun. I loved watching the life cycle of the frogs and salamanders and um, having chickens and ducks for a little while. I mean, the summers were easier. It's I don't even remember that much, like, the longness of the winters, even though I know they were super long. Like, I'm not sure what we did besides play out in the snow. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I can remember reading books and, you know, trying to be cozy and stuff, but I don't, I don't remember ever having a sense of seasons being long or short or anything. It's just like, yep, that's what's up. Yeah. This is, this is what's happening now. Yeah, I read a ton when I was younger. Um, and, yeah, part of that was just to have something to do and kind of, like, live vicariously through the adventures of whatever books I was reading. Because in a lot of ways, my life was kind of bland. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I did feel pretty isolated. I'm trying to think if I have any other memories of, like, when the house was really small. Uh, I, I just know that, like, when I was a baby... Like some parents are like co-sleepers, like they sleep with their children or they sleep with their children in the room. Um, my parents like had a crib, you know, where the laundry room is now. Mm-hmm. That was my bedroom. There was just a crib in there and it was just, just this like tiny little place. Um, yeah, the house used to be quite small. But that's as far as you could get away. Right, right. At they, that point. As a baby, they put me as far as possible <laughs> from their bedroom. And it, yeah, and then the the wood stove back in the day was like kind of where the phone is now. Like that desk. Oh, yeah. yeah. Before, I forgot about before that. the additions. Oh yeah. Uh, and then they built that room um which is now our mother's pottery studio. Um they built that room off and that was my room. And then it became your room. Well, it was your room and then our room. And then our room. And then the playroom slash my room. Yeah. And then you and I were both upstairs for a while. Right. We got shipped upstairs. The bunk beds. The bunk beds. And then, gosh, that uh, feels like 10 lifetimes ago. And then I had the that room to myself for a long, long time, which was how I learned to be hopelessly introverted. <laughs> <laughs> um what was it gonna i was just reminded of something when you were saying that but i don't think oh being as the one who's the most cognizant because you were four years older yeah and then we we have a, a, a little sister who's two years younger than i am who's gonna come into play in a little bit here but what do you think what what stuck out as you as like being treated differently or like the dynamic being differently different once uh, there was other kids around versus when you were just around? Do you have memories of that? Well, a little bit. I just know that, um, yeah, there were, it, it was super apparent when we got older, the difference. But um, I think it's a natural thing that happens in a lot of families. Like with the first child, it's just you're the only 
thing, you know, for a while. You're the only child in your parents' world. So you, you get used to a certain level of attention and affection. And, um, and then when there's a new baby introduced, there's like an adjustment period where like you recognize that this is a member of your family and you love this new little creature but it also kind of takes some of the specialness away from yourself um i noticed it a lot when we got older um especially around like middle school and high school age because there was a very kind of intense uh I wouldn't say like overbearing, but there was just like an intense way that I was kind of um, coached and encouraged uh, how to behave and um, what kind of person and student and things to pursue. I was um, given some freedom, but there was a lot of uh, handling to a degree and also a lot of like kind of paranoia and care especially around kind of classic um coming of age things like driving or like having a girlfriend or something like this you know like i remember i i i had a a girlfriend in high school for a while uh, a couple even believe it or not and okay and it was like the living really far away you know it's a whole thing like your parents have to drive you somewhere or someone's parents have to drive someone somewhere i mean to hang out with friends or to go to a social event or to like see your girlfriend or have her over to watch a movie or something it's it, it was like a big production for the parents and i'm grateful for all the like late night drives and early whatever they had to drive us around a lot you know until we could drive on our own and uh, that, t- that takes a lot of time and energy and dedication. But I'm just thinking, like, uh, you know, like if I had a girl over, like, the door to my room could not be closed, you know? Right. There was absolutely no way that someone was going to spend the night, even if it made, like, no sense to have to drive someone home, like, after a quote-unquote party you know which usually just consisted of kids eating like sitting around a fire and eating candy or something (laughs) you know like we were (laughs) we were not like the naughty kids really we we would just uh, try to like stay up late and goof around and uh, draw like gross and funny pictures and yeah eat a bunch of candy or like mess around with the fire and candy You're like what happens when we melt this in the fire the gummy bears or i remember we you know there would be like one kid who was a little cutting edge you know and he'd try to like snort pixie sticks or something you know and yeah. like just see what happened you know or be like hey i showed up with a i got some jolt cola you know like, <laughs> <laughs> like other kids were definitely probably drinking and um smoking herb and stuff at this age but we were just like let's see how caffeinated we can get and then see how long we can laugh and roll around like idiots Um, but yeah i I just noticed how there was a real like kind of intense uh intensity around my coming of age time and then when it came for like my brother and and my sister to go through the same processes there was just like they just didn't care that much anymore i don't know if it was 
that I was, they considered me a, like an at-risk case and that you guys were goody two-shoes, but I don't really buy that. I just think that it's like there's like this intensity, like it's our first kid and they're going through this process and, you know, we need to really be uh, really hands-on about certain things and then just seeing how, I don't know, maybe I passed all the tests, you know, because I never really got in big trouble or anything. Um that they were like, oh, okay, we can just, we'll trust our other children. They can have their girlfriends over, whatever. I just, I remember, you know, I'd come home from college and visit for a while and just be like, what the heck? What the heck? <laughs> what? How? He's got a car? His girlfriend's staying over? He's, he's a junior in high school? What's going on here? It's like I had to, like, claw and fight for any privacy. Well, thanks for taking one for the team. Hey, you're welcome. Because I really reaped the benefits. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> um, well, because I I am interested a lot in how, you know, the sort of nature versus nurture thing. Because arguably, from the outside, people would think, oh, you all came up the same way. But honestly, within it, I don't know that well because I was so much younger than you and also, you know, just, you know, some stuff's going on. You don't know there's stuff's going on. But I'm struck by how you and Anna and I are all so different from each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just interesting to me. So I'm always interested in learning more about, like, what it was actually like. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I'm curious, how would you describe Anna and I to, like, someone who didn't know me, know any of us like oh tell us about your siblings and you, and you oh, yeah. actually wanted to like you like actually felt like answering the question yeah, i really went deep into it well you don't just, have to go that deep but i mean just i'm just curious okay um uh yeah i have a younger brother he's like about four years younger than me um i describe you as a uh, i call you kind of like golden version of me a lot of ways because we look similar in, in in a lot of ways and we have uh, even similar voices in some ways do we and yeah <laughs> no, I'm and, just kidding. and mannerisms um we have a lot of similarities but like physically you're you have this like golden hair and all this like body hair and darker skin and you're just kind of like a like a greek god version of me in my opinion <laughs> i'm i'm definitely like a little more pale uh a little bit ginger in my hair. Yep. Um, my eyes uh, don't work as well. <laughs> Worn glasses since I was like fifth grade, um, <clears throat> which might I might have t- brought on myself by like reading Calvin and Hobbes in the dark by candlelight, you know, as a kid because <laughs> we didn't have electricity. Um, on, so uh, on car rides, so I would rustic. I you know I loved reading. I'd hold my books up in the <laughs> lights of the cars behind us yeah you know and yeah uh, we grew up before flashlights <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we used to have them but i don't know and just yeah. occasionally we didn't have access to a, a flashlight um uh yeah i i'd say yeah my brother i mean in, in a lot of ways you've been a little more socially adjusted than i have uh, younger when we were younger and kind of a a, di- a broader sense of adventure to a degree um, just in the way that you've traveled around the whole world and 
you know people all over the globe and all over the country and all these things just from your adventures and i've 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 done some interesting things but i've always been a little more i don't know like a homebody in a way like once i set up where i am i like to be there more than kind of adventure around um and yeah i'd say you're you're the most uh, musical musically gifted of the of the three of us and um it's kind of interesting like we're all very intelligent people i believe um but the way we've interacted with like school is very uh different for me i was always kind of good at being in school but without having to try super hard but i was okay just kind of like going along and kind of playing the game and then i i watched you kind of um battle with that a little bit um not in your intelligence but just in the like are you kidding i have to like do things like and i totally get it because the way the schooling and education system set up is very <laughs> it looks like watergate down in the house right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. airbnb people have, came and there's no lights on they're like flashlighting around we have guests sorry to interrupt guests arriving tonight and <laughs> Yeah, I've just kind of watched you, um, like, man, is this really what I have to do to, like, do something in this life? Is, like, go to all this school and do all this stuff? And honestly, I respect that because, like, in in retrospect, um, I wish I had taken time off before I went to college, you know? I wish... Uh, I don't know if I'd go again, you know, if I had the... I, I think there's a lot of, like, life wisdom and experience can be a lot more valuable than um, a degree in higher education. Like, I had a great time in college, and I definitely <laughs> nice learned some things, but <laughs> but did it, like, propel me to, a, like, a greater purpose in my life? Not necessarily. Uh, and then I think our sister is kind of the... Um, she kind of, like, took the mantle of the torch kind of from our mother and the family like the most uh, seriously or the most strongly or the most naturally you know like she's always just been she's always felt like such an interesting and like pure blend of like Onofrio and shoot energies am I not supposed to say our last names I no that's know. fine but it's yeah. I'm in the public with this pretty much. Yeah. Just people that talk about other people. I want those people to be remain as anonymous as they oh, would okay. wish to. Yeah. So I I guess I talk about my sister like she's um she's the one who really like made something of herself in a way like as as in society's eyes kind of um kept her nose to the grindstone and uh just seemed happy like going to all these years of school and like having a real career and all these things where you and I are kind of like well I don't know about all that and but it's like just kind of natural and just the way to it that she kind of flows naturally with the our family relationships and uh, being at home and doing certain things you know like uh, our our mother is very um 
she does a lot of things all the time or that's what she kind of likes to do it's her mode and she also enjoys connecting with and helping like many many people all the time and it's a beautiful thing and it's not necessarily part of like my exact nature but like when I see my sister around she's just it's like they're kind of peas in a pod in a way it's just like, what do you want to do? Oh, well, let's go on a hike, and then let's bake this thing for this person, and then let's go visit this person, and then let's go work in the garden for four hours, and then let's, you know, there's, the, she just kind of like slides into that flow. Um, whereas I see you kind of being like, I'd rather work on my own thing, you know, and for me when I'm here, I'm like, I'd rather like just relax a little bit and try to recuperate from what, how whatever has been else has been going on in my life and do something I want to do which is, around here is like you know work in the garden chop some wood light up a fire you know just kind of raid the pantry you like whatever <laughs> cool thank you for that yeah yeah interesting interesting takes all around Oh, my butt is totally falling asleep. Yeah, we. that's the beauty of having these mics. You can go where you need to go. You got the 10-foot cord or something. It's the beauty of this ancient bench. No and, cushions. <laughs> yeah. I see you. 